1340 KD Lemon Station. You can count on welcome to the sports wrap on a Taco John's Taco Tuesday. 99 cent tacos a Taco John's all day today. And it's frustrating. Fantasy football is so frustrating. Ah, I know you don't care about my fantasy football team. It's getting to the point now where I don't even care about my fantasy football team. So I was down 25 points to this guy last night. Cam Newton is having a Cam Newton game. Two rushing touchdowns, saving his game. We'll talk about Patriots and Jets and the uh, the kind of thrilling game that it was. I mean, despite two terrible teams, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. I needed 25 points from Cam Newton in fantasy football. He got me 24.56. <laughs> I was so hoping for overtime. Eight more passing yards or three more rushing yards, and I would have won my matchup last night. Granted, I didn't deserve to win because I only put up 74.46 points. The guy who beat me, 74.71. I had negative half a point from Tampa Bay's defense against New Orleans, and that's what let me down. Granted, he only got .86 from Tom Brady. Neither of us had any business winning this game, but that's the the heartbreak of, of fantasy football. I texted K-Train last night. He's going to join us uh, on Thursday. And I said, man, I didn't deserve to win, but these ones hurt. And he says, fantasy football can be very, very frustrating how about them cats ranked 23? So even he didn't want to talk about my fantasy football team. He wanted to talk about the Northwestern Wildcats 23 in the polls this week. Here's coming up in the uh, the sports wrap. Second half, we're going to talk to Jace Frederick of TwinCities.com and the Pioneer Press. He covers the Minnesota Timberwolves down there. And a couple big dates on the way for the Wolves uh, in terms of free agency. The NBA season is going to start on December 22nd. I'm not sure if we talked about that yesterday or not, but a couple big dates, of course, the NBA draft a week from tomorrow. Training camps open December 1st, and then three weeks later, NBA season rolling out in home arenas, I believe. And there there is a plan to have some fans at games for the upcoming NBA season. It'd be nice to get the Wolves back on the court. They haven't played since March. So we'll talk to Jace Frederick, half two of the sports trap. But first, a lot to get to yesterday. Uh, the Rookies of the Year in Major League Baseball announced yesterday. And uh, the White Sox manager, Tony Larusa already in trouble. A week and a half on the job. Let's rewind last 24. Rewind time. I'm not very happy with Nick Folk last night. Uh, Patriots fans are. Jets fans uh, are pretty happy with him as well. As he keeps the Jets winless. Last night with a 51-yard field goal as time expired to lift the Patriots 30-27 to over the Jets at New York. Cam Newton's second rushing touchdown tied it with less than two minutes left. Patriots get the ball back. Like I said, three more rushing yards, eight more passing yards. I was so hoping for overtime to eke up my fantasy win, but uh, New England instead hitting that field goal. A snap a four-game losing streak improved to 3-5 and five as the New York Jets fall to 0-9. Nine. Some uh, injury news. The Steelers feeling better about Ben Roethlisberger's chances playing this Sunday against the Bengals. Uh, Big Ben hurt both of his knees this past Sunday against the Cowboys. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 8 and 0. What else we got here? Uh, Another college football game suspended due to COVID, and it doesn't involve the Wisconsin Badgers. Mississippi State and 21st ranked Auburn will not play football this weekend. Saturday's game in Starksville has been postponed due to some positive COVID tests and other concerns. The SEC tentatively rescheduling that game for December 
12th. And I think that's going to be a common occurrence as, as things ramp up across the country here, especially with the, the mess that the Wisconsin Badgers are in with their football program. Two. Let's switch to baseball. Uh, Mariners center fielder Kyle Lewis is the unanimous American League Rookie of the Year, 25 years old, hit 259, 11 home runs, just the fourth Mariner to win the award, beating out White Sox center fielder Lewis Roberts, who is my choice, and Astros reliever Christian Javier. In the National League, Brewers reliever Devin Williams took on the Rookie of the Year honors. 26-year-old beat out Padres second baseman Jake Cronworth and Philadelphia Phillies infielder Alex Bohm, who both tied for second. Williams just allowed just one earned run in 27 innings last season. And new White Sox manager Tony La Russa under some scrutiny after another DUI. ESPN reporting that the 76-year-old Hall of Famer was arrested in February for allegedly driving under the influence in the Phoenix area. He pleaded guilty to DUI in Florida in 2008. Seven. So uh, already a, a rough start for the Chicago White Sox managerial staff. A lot of high school volleyball going on in the area tonight. Big one at the Ralph Anderson Gymnasium tonight. Pequot Lakes and Detroit Lakes. The Lakers 6-1. and one. The only team to beat them so far, the Patriots. Back in the first game of the season. That game is at 7.30 at the Ralph tonight. Other games going on in high school volleyball action. Nevis traveling to Walker Hackensack Akeley tonight. Little Falls at Foley, Fergus Falls heading to Moorhead tonight. Sartell St. Stephen at Bemidji, Brainerd traveling to Alexandria, Sauk Rapids Rice at St. Cloud Tech. Norman County East doing hit it all. They head to Moorhead to take on Park Christian tonight. Foston at Roseau, Thief River Falls versus Red Lake Falls. Ada Borup traveling to Manoman to take on the Thunderbirds tonight. Barnesville at Frazee, Brandon Evansville traveling to Battle Lake, Dilworth, Glenn, and Felton. They're at Breckenridge tonight. Monaga travels to Bertha Hewitt. Pillager at New York Mills. Sabika traveling to Verndale, West Central area. They're traveling to Fergus Falls to take on Hillcrest Lutheran Academy. Pine River Vacus and Long Prairie Great Eagle. Staples Motley traveling to Crosby Ironton. Crookston at Bagley tonight. Parker's Prairie versus Wheaton Herman Norcross. Lake Park Audubon at Fertile Bell Trammy And Pillager travels to Henning. Those are all games in high school volleyball tonight. Coming up next, we're talking to Jace Frederick of TwinCities.com and the Pioneer Press, talking Timberwolves basketball with Jace next on The Wrap. I'm Rhett Lewis with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Falcons have released former first-round pick Tack McKinley, the defensive end finishing with 17.5 sacks in three-plus years with the Falcons. Washington QB Kyle Allen will have season-ending surgery following a dislocated ankle suffered in Sunday's loss to the Giants. That according to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, Alex Smith will be the starter going forward. Meantime, Steelers tight end Vance McDonald has tested positive for COVID-19. He played in 20 offensive snaps in Sunday's win against Dallas. Steelers now in the league's intensive protocol and in the process of completing contact tracing with assistance from the NFL and NFLPA. And on Monday Night Football, the Patriots beat the Jets 30-27. Nick Folk, a 51-yard game-winning field goal. Cam Newton, two rushing touchdowns for the Patriots in their third win. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. University of Minnesota running back Muhammad Ibrahim is this week's Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. Muhammad Ibrahim rushed for 224 yards and four touchdowns in Saturday's 
41-14 win at Illinois. Head coach P.J. Flex says Ibrahim is all heart. You look at him and you wouldn't think he's a Big Ten tailback uh, when you stand by him. And that's no disrespect to what he looks like in size. But there's guys that are way bigger, way faster, way stronger than he is. But he has a motor and he has a purpose and he has a mission. He's an unbelievable person. He's one of our best players and one of our hardest workers. And that's a wonderful combination to have. He's an example. I, I, I use him as an example all the time. And I'm sure our players get sick of me always using Muhammad. But the, the third down play, he's on the ground, flat-faced, after hitting an Illinois defender, goes to the ground, pops up immediately, turns around, and is ready for a catch. And Tanner shoves it to him. There's nothing by coincidence. I mean, he is all how, all heart, all crack on the shoulder all the time, whether that's on the field, off the field. His mom's a nurse spending so much time during this pandemic of helping others. That's Mohammed. He spent all that time on the scout team and never complained, knew where he wanted to go, waited for his opportunity. And when he got his opportunity, took advantage of it. And now you're looking at, I think, one of the best backs in America. The Gophers host Iowa on Friday night at 6. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the Sports Wrap. We're joined on the phone by Jace Frederick of TwinCities.com. How are you doing this morning, Jace? Hey, pretty good, Zeke. About you? Doing well. Uh, NBA is, is on the horizon. Last week, the the Players Association voted to begin the season on December twenty second versus that uh, mid January date they're talking about. Seventy two game season. That's going to help things get back on track for the twenty twenty one twenty two season. A uh, couple questions as, as as about the NBA as a whole as we get some some wool specific questions later. Uh, they've got a pretty big night coming up on Wednesday. First off, the big thing is the NBA going to go back to the bubble situation. A lot of players didn't like that. Uh, can you fit this many teams in in a bubble in Orlando, or what's the NBA going to do here? Yeah, I don't think that would work out too well. <laughs> that that would be a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. to, to fit into a place. I mean, it was already pretty full the last time around. Um, you know. They're going to give it a shot. Uh, they want they want fans in the, in these home arenas. Um, now, what exactly that consists of, who knows? But it sounds like you know they think that they can get courtside seats. They think they can get you know people in suites um, at certain capacities. Uh, I think they they really want to give it a go here. And now, obviously, that might depend on the virus numbers we see over this next month mm-hmm. or so. Um, you know, maybe how how quickly they're able to roll that out, or what states allow them maybe to do that. Uh, but the, the plan is to play in home arenas uh, and, and see how it goes and, and have it look a little bit more like a traditional season than, than what we saw in Orlando. Other than December 22nd, uh, the first games, what are some other impa- important dates to know? Things like the draft, uh, free agency, beginning of, of training camps, stuff like that. Well, that's what's interesting. is So we've got the draft here, I think, next Thursday, and everything, usually these things play out over a long summer. Mm-hmm. right? So we get the draft in like roughly late May, um, May, early June. I don't even remember at this point. Uh, and then, you know, then you have free agency like a week later. And then free agency takes place over the, the course of maybe like two months before you get into training camp. Here, everything is just going to be so sandwiched because training camp is supposed to start December 1st. Well, if you have the draft, November, I think maybe 18th is the date. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're trying to sandwich in free agency after that. I mean, it's going to be almost immediate. You're going to have two weeks maybe of free agency. And there's no way that's going to be completed between the uh, the the start of free agency and the start of training camp. So we're going to have a lot of guys unsigned who are good players um, that are going to be kind of trickled in and signing throughout training camp. So we might have guys who are signing like good players 
uh, who are signing maybe a week before the start of the season. So it, it's going to be a little bit hectic. This is going to be a, a chaotic few weeks um, between when from the draft date to really the start of the season. It's it's going to be a sprint um, to kind of see, you know, what exactly teams look like, how they evolve all in just a month um, when the, from when the season starts. And you were on the All-Star game, the All-Star break, one of the biggest spectacles in the NBA. Do you think that happens this upcoming season? I would say almost certainly not. Um, you know, and, and that's that's tough because people do love those things. But I think we're going to see that in a lot of sports. You know, all star games aren't going to aren't going to come to fruition. It's just some of those things are just not worth the risk. Um, that you know, they're just trying to get to these seasons, trying to crown champions, um, and just kind of the added stuff like that just kind of has to take a back seat. We're chatting with Jace Frederick of TwinCities.com. Let's talk some Wolves basketball here. Free agency beginning pretty soon after the draft, like you mentioned, and some huge names out there. Uh, looking at the list, the biggest ones do have player options. Your Anthony Davises, DeMar DeRozan, Gordon Hayward. But there are some intriguing names looking for a big payday. Fred Van Vliet, uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Goran Dragic, uh, Danilo Gallinari. Any of those guys going to get any interest from the Wolves? Or, or, or maybe the question we should ask, do you think those guys have any interest for the Wolves? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, you know, in, in a Minnesota's sake, you look at it and just, the cap space, they're just not going to have the money to, to put out the, that kind of max type money that a lot of those guys will be looking for. It's just not going to work out, especially with the way that the cap not expanding. Um, that hurts Minnesota. They they just they really don't have the flexibility at all with, you look at who they're going to try to re-sign. They're still going to try to re-sign Malik Beasley. I'm confident in that, even with mm-hmm. his legal situation. Still going to try to re-sign Juancho Hernan Gomez. You look at that number one pick, the, the salary cap of that is like $10 million a year just to start here with the base in year one. Um, there's not going to be much wiggle room in terms of bringing in like another star player. I think what they're going to do is they're going to draft number one. Um, probably we'll see. And maybe they move down a few spots, but the salary number that much, maybe a few million. But then if you do bring back Beasley, you do bring back Hernan Gomez, even if those are on friendly contracts, then with your draft pick, they're probably going to have basically have that, that mid-level exception, which is like, you know, roughly nine, 10 million. And that's going to be about it. I don't think we're going to see a bunch of fireworks. If it is, it's going to be in the form of trades. You're not going to see Minnesota really targeting those those big money guys because it's just not going to be feasible with their cap situation. Any names that Wolves fans should be watching for in free agency? Who's who's a guy that you have pegged that would fit in good with this team that's uh, going to hit the open market in next week? Yeah, I like I love Jermichael Green. Um, I, I really think he'd be a great fit, um, especially at least short term alongside Grand City Towns. The way he can, you know, kind of stretch the floor a little bit at that four or five spot, but he can also defend bigs. Um, he, he I think could relieve a lot of pressure off Towns defensively, uh, and he's just somebody who's given Towns a lot of trouble over the years. So I think maybe if you could pit him against him in practice, um, maybe that would help Towns along a little bit. Um, I just I think I still think that the biggest thing for Minnesota is helping Carl Anthony Towns become the best player he can possibly be. Um, that's, that's, that's should be, you know, the number one priority um, as they head into this next season and even the year after that, because this team is still developing. It's not a team that's ready to win now by any stretch. I don't think um, so just continue to develop your star players, continue to help Russell and Towns, you know, be the best players they can be, continue to help them develop and then see where you're at maybe a year from now. Um, it's going to be players like that, I think. Um, you know, veterans who can come in and teach those guys things and complement their games, um, and that's probably the the best path Minnesota can chart forward here. The Wolves say they already know who they're going to select number one overall next week. Likely not James Wiseman. He came out and said he doesn't want to be here because Carlton Towns is here. They don't want to have that that conflict at that center position. So does that leave Lamelo Ball and Anthony Edwards as the number one overall pick, or do you think there's a dark horse that the Wolves could take number one overall? No, I, I think if they do stick, well, first off, I think if they 
that seems a lot like a smoke screen. You know, there were a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the Wolves don't know what they want to do at number one. They really want to move out. Um, it, it almost makes them, you know, the reports almost make Minnesota sound desperate. So I think mm-hmm. they made a point to come on and be like, hey, we know who we're going to take number one. Um, you know, just to kind of fight those off and be like, we need to pick. Uh, don't worry about us. You know, we don't need to trade. We can pick somebody right here, right now. It's, it's a lot of that kind of smokescreen talk in the NBA, especially around draft time. I do think um, I would lean towards them picking Anthony Edwards, number one. Um, he, he just kind of, his skill set, I think he has the ability to fit next to Russell and Towns long term. Um, that that's where I think they're going to go if they do do it. I do think that they would like to move down. I don't see them picking a dark horse candidate. I don't see them picking, you know, Denny Abdija. Um, maybe that's somebody they could target if they move down to three or four uh, somewhere in there, and, and maybe that's the long-term goal. But I think at number one, I think they would go with Edwards. Looks like we got to squash the, the Devin Booker rumors again. Last week, reports said he wants <laughs> out of Phoenix. Internet goes crazy. And then reports say that he doesn't want out of Phoenix. What's going on in the desert with, with Devin Booker? Yeah, I'm kind of believing the camp that he does not want out of Phoenix. It just doesn't make a lot of sense right now, not with the way that they finished in the bubble. Them going 8-0, it looks like they're, there's positive momentum for that franchise, um, and they have certainly appeased him um, really as much as possible. They've, they've built everything they have around him, and it doesn't make much sense with the way they played right now, and it looks like they're building towards something positive um, that now would be the time that he would want out. I don't rule that out somewhere down the line. Like If he said, is there ever a way that Devin Booker ends up in a Timberwolves jersey? Maybe in a year or so that's possible, but right now it just doesn't seem to like it just doesn't seem like this would be a time that Booker would force his way out. It doesn't seem like a time that Phoenix would even allow that, um, just with, with the momentum they have as a franchise. Could Devin Booker end up in a Timberwolves jersey eventually? Yeah, I think I think that could be possible, but is it gonna happen this this off season? I don't think there's hardly any chance of that. Jason, if someone wants to find your stuff online, where can they find you at? Uh TwinCities.com. Uh that's the, that's the site. You can we have a little Timberwolves tab. You can hit that and then check it all up. There should be a lot of stuff coming off here over those next two weeks as excitement builds and the draft nears. Um, I think we're all kind of ready to, to get things rolling. I, I know the NBA thought, you know, hey, that this is too quick of a turnaround, but we haven't seen Timberwolves basketball since March, so I know the fans are kind of itching to see some action here. Yeah, we're ready. Jace, thanks as always for joining us on the Sports Wrap this morning, man. Appreciate it, Zeke. Thanks. Can't wait. It's finger looking good. So we... Dude. All right. Can't wait moments. Got to be Laker volleyball tonight. Unfortunately, we are not going to carry Laker volleyball on the radio tonight. Charlie uh, still not feeling 100%. He's getting ready for Laker football tomorrow. So uh, if you want to watch Laker volleyball, probably the biggest matchup of the year so far, uh, you can do so at dllakers.com. They're going to have the stream on there, Lakers versus Pequot Lakes. The only team to beat the Laker volleyball team so far has been Pequot Lakes back in week one. So Lakers looking to exact some revenge on the Patriots tonight. We will have Gopher football weekly with PJ Fleck on KDLM tonight. That gets underway at 6 o'clock right here on KDLM previewing Iowa. Because who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa. Gophers versus Hawkeyes Friday night on KDLM. Also worth mo- no- noting, uh, it's Masters Week, and we'll, we'll dive into the Masters quite a bit tomorrow. We are going to have wall-to-wall Masters coverage on Saturday and Sunday. With the Gophers playing Friday and the Vikings on Monday night, that opens up wall-to-wall Masters coverage from Augusta National in Augusta, Georgia. We'll have hourly updates on Thursday and Friday. Then wall-to-wall coverage courtesy of Westwood One on Saturday, and of course the final round on Sunday. That's a wrap for the Sports Wrap. You're in tune to 1340 KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. We're short today. 
We're going to kick it to some classic hits. Then off the record with Zeke begins after 10 o'clock right here on KDLM. The KDLM Sports Wrap. You have to stand on Highway 10 holding a sign that says trade Adam Thielen. That's that's the punishment. That would be. People would try a little that's bit harder if, 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 that. if that's the punishment. In Packers gear, do they have in, to in wear In Packers gear. There you go. You have, to, you have to wear an Aaron Rodgers jersey with a sign that says trade Adam Thielen. Weekdays at 930 and on demand at KDLMRadio.com.